I'm Carrie. And I'm Christina. We are two registered social workers living in British Columbia, Canada. We work with people who have experienced trauma, people who are currently living in trauma, and we have also experienced trauma ourselves. There's been a stigma around trauma, and we would like to bring it into the open and make it not so secret. We will be coming to you weekly to share our thoughts and opinions on how trauma impacts every area of our lives. Join us in exploring not-so-secret trauma. Hello, welcome back. This week we'll be talking about a really interesting subject, um, which I'll see if you can guess. So um, we were talking about being registered social workers. Mm -hmm. The fact that for our job, we actually don't need to be registered. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, we chose to do it. Um, for you know lifelong learning and to always keep improving and making sure we're researching the newest and latest theories and um, I don't know anything that's new in social work Mm -hmm. and while doing that um, we have 40 hours to put in but we're constantly learning and growing but the other thing is being registered means that anybody can look us up and they can make a complaint about us or they can um, see if we're in good standing, mm-hmm. which sometimes is a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know, our colleagues don't all have it cause we're not required to. So it's definitely on my mind all the time. How about you? Yeah. Like knowing that I can be held accountable for even what is on social media. Yeah. 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 So yeah, with that, with that awareness, we've been talking about it, but, um, what we did notice about ourselves is in the way we behave at work is actually really congruent with the way we behave in our personal lives. So if you run into me at Walmart, I sound exactly the same as I do on the podcast or at work um, or in any professional or family setting, which is kind of neat. I think it's neat to be like that and not put on a show or be different. It's like less stressful, I think, in a way. Yeah. So what we're going to be talking about today is actually the effect you have on other people. So Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's actually really positive and you may not even realize it or it might be negative. And again, you still might not realize it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's good to be aware of your surroundings and who you're talking to and the tone of voice you use. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all about the way people feel when they're with you. Like, is it a safe environment or is it... Um, do they feel like they're on edge the whole time they're with you? Um, I saw this quote by Jim Carrey, which I thought was interesting. Um, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency you have. That just struck me as so powerful because I think that because we try so hard to be authentic and be ourselves no matter where we are, that we don't often consider the impact that that has on other people. Yeah. Like we don't realize that we're um, affecting people. I think when we talk about currency, we're usually talking about money or assets or something. Mm -hmm. But I feel like personal stuff is way more important than money anyway. So I love this quote as well. Mm -hmm. And I already love Jim Carrey when he was silly and stuff. But to hear the way he speaks... um, I know that I have always admired him, but I definitely do after hearing him talk. Um, There is actually a YouTube um, snippet called The Meaning, which we will put on the 
uh, references. Yeah. But it's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that comes to mind when we talk about currency for me is um, that it, like, as much as it can be used to buy things, whatever, it also can be not a positive thing. So, like, it can be used for manipulation, bribery. Um, I think about if somebody's having a contentious separation or divorce and they use the kids as currency. Um, so I think that it's really important to think about the, like the effect that you have on people, as you said already, it's not always positive. Like there are negative things as well. Yeah. I think the best I've heard this quote somewhere and I'll put it, I'll put it at the bottom as well, but it's something about the best thing that a woman can wear is a smile. And I mean, that brings a whole lot of another topic where you're like, you know, from 20 years ago, we were all taught to just smile at everybody and that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a good thing either. But I do believe that if somebody smiles at me, especially when I'm not expecting it, it makes me feel better. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When I was thinking about this episode um, and the effect that we have on other people, it connected to another word for me, which was influence. And I think in our culture right now, that's such a big thing, influence. Mm -hmm. Influencers like TikTok and Instagram, and that's all, I feel like it's all we see right now is these um, regular normal people that are becoming viral sensations overnight and labeled influencers and this is who um like our kids our nieces and nephews and to be honest even me Mm -hmm. this is who we are looking to yeah i find it interesting actually i used to hear people say oh those celebrities should behave better like uh, because little kids are watching them Mm -hmm. and I always want to say and again I'm not on social media so this is my point of view why are you looking as a parent or whatever for um, your child to see them as an influence in your life you should be modeling for your child yes so I love that you said the word influence because we are influencing our children Mm -hmm. our own children and nieces nephews grandchildren yes 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 um, there's definitely influencers out there. I don't know a lot about it. I might look to you for more information about that. But um, yeah, I think we should be modeling for our own kids and yeah. influencing as yeah. they are. I'll put a couple of my favorite ones on TikTok in the description. Um, the ones that I that I follow that are just kind of fun to look at. Um, just, you know, if you're interested. Um, but like thinking back on... When we were younger, <laughs> um, and who our influencers would have been like mm-hmm. um, musicians, bands, um, even talk show hosts. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. talk shows were so much bigger of a thing when we were younger. Like, I remember staying home from school and watching Regis and Kathy Lee or watching. Mm-hmm. The Oprah Winfrey Show or Geraldo. <laughs> and this, like, this is who our influencers were, I feel like. 
I mean, and then you can go as far as Jerry Springer or <laughs> Sally Jesse. Sally Jesse. I love her glasses. <laughs> she definitely influenced in my new set of glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I got a different color, not just, you know, plain or yeah. brown or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I always think about her glasses when I go for glasses. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, too, even those influencers weren't necessarily positive. Um, there was, like, scandals that were attached to those shows. Uh, so I think, like, that's the same thing that happens now with influencers. They they get, I don't know, tagged and stuff or something happens and it's like they're held accountable for something that was taken way out of context. Um, but yeah, so like to tie it back to the purpose, um, how, how do we influence the people around us? Like what is the vibe that we're putting out there? Mm -hmm. How are we making people feel? How, how do we feel after we've been with somebody that has that influence on us? Yeah, you always want to walk away and leave somebody feeling better than what they came to you with. Mm -hmm. That's always my goal. I want to make them laugh. I want to listen. And I want to, I want them to feel good after talking to me. Mm -hmm. I know we were just talking about influencers and the past, but one of my biggest influencers was probably Oprah. And she, I never saw one episode of her show. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I never saw one episode. Um, but Even now? Even now, sort of, because now her episodes are on podcasts, so I have yeah. listened to some of the older ones on the podcasts that she has. But the influence she had, I bought her magazine, and then I asked for a subscription for the year, and I got it. And in her articles, that she was, I, I could tell she was very choosy about who she had in her her magazine. Mm -hmm. So everybody in her magazine did something special, like, yeah. and they left me feeling good. So, and I would often point. go like leave and go look them up and see what they did or what they like were famous for, or what, what they were talking about in their article. And, you know, I got onto other people like Deepak Chopra mm -hmm. and from there he had lots of guests and, um, he got me meditating. She got me onto all sorts of interesting stuff too I did com.com because of her because oh. it was advertised there like she just really awakened me to so much and I feel like I'm the person I am today because Oprah I know that's I weird think to lots say. of people can say that yeah <laughs> she is amazing I love her so much yeah um and yeah. I want to be like her like she leaves people feeling good after and I'm not talking about I know she like She'll say, okay, right under your seat is like whatever. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely don't give anybody cars, <laughs> but I want people to feel good after talking to me for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know how people feel about this topic, if people think about it, but I know we, you and I talk about this and we want people to feel good after yes. a conversation with us and it makes us feel good too. Absolutely. And sometimes you don't even know that you've done it until later. And that's always nice too. Mm -hmm. When somebody comes back and says, you know what you did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have no, like sometimes I even have no recollection of doing the thing, but. That's because you're if, always so awesome. Oh, you. <laughs> you are. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, kind of, like it's humbling. It's. Yeah often embarrassing for me but I think that that 
you know, ties into self-esteem and self-worth and all of that stuff. Um, I think too, that like a lot of my growth came from Oprah in my earlier days, but I think my growth since social work can definitely be attributed to Brene Brown Mm -hmm. and like all of the conversation about shame and vulnerability and, um, how to overcome those feelings and how to help others overcome those feelings. Like I, since getting so into listening and learning um, about those, those topics specifically, I have become very open about my life. I share about my my health challenges, my mental illness, my physical issues. Um, and the, like the purpose of doing that is to take that shame away to like, so that people can know that you can share these things and it's not, uh, it's not a shameful thing. It's just what your life is and your experience is real and it's valid. And if you feel like you need to talk to somebody about it, I am here to listen. Here's a question. Do you feel shame in sharing all this so openly now? Like this specific topic? Yes. No. Good. Good. There have been episodes where it was like really hard for me though. Yeah. Um, And I don't like sitting here now, like in, in recording this, we're recording the 12th episode that like in consecutive order that we've recorded but it may not be the 12th episode that comes out um I can't remember which ones have come out and which ones haven't so there have been a couple that were really hard and actually impacted me emotionally like my mental health was not awesome for the following week until we did the next episode because I was so concerned about what was going to happen when the episode came out or what were people going to think of me or like any number of things, right? Like, um, yeah. So, I mean, this has definitely been a pretty steep learning curve to be this open with sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm glad we're doing it. Me too. I think that in the, you know, spirit of the topic, um, you don't realize how much effect you're having on others by sharing so much. And I think you're normalizing it for people, which is really great. And I mean, that's the intention, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> how about you? Same question to you. Do you feel shame? No, I don't. Not, not, I don't share as much as you, though. Okay. I, I, I definitely in felt better about talking, mm-hmm. um, which is really great. I'm so proud of you for talking so much. And I feel like I want to get there with me too. So I'm feeling prouder about my talking um, more. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, not so much shame. Maybe in the beginning, I'm like, I didn't talk very much and I have so much to say. So this is helping me a lot. Yeah. And I don't know if others see that or if it's helping somebody else to say that, but you know, somebody that's maybe shy, you know, like I'm very shy, especially the first time I meet somebody and here I am doing a podcast. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if this will affect somebody else in a, in a positive way, but I hope so. I hope so too. Yeah. yeah. I always want to leave somebody better off. I don't want to, I always feel bad if I leave somebody in there like not feeling good or I've sent something I maybe like didn't want to send mm-hmm. or like, but I thought was best. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be a good question to put out there to people that know Christina. Um, if you've noticed a change in her since the podcast started, come and tell her. <laughs> give her a give her a little pat on the back, <laughs> or a hug. Or a hug. I'm, I'm a hugger now. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, Thank you, COVID. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. So when talking about um, positive ways to influence people or not knowing how you're influencing people. There's also a flip side to that. And I wanted to share something that happened in a negative way that maybe was meant to be negative, but it's impacted me for over 20 years now. But um, I was uh, um, curious about church around age 20 or so. So I started going just showing up to a church for a bit just to see and we really liked the messages that we were getting when I went Um, so we kept going but at some point they noticed us and wanted us to join and be part of different groups and I was actually a student then and working full-time so I had to politely say I could not do that just because I had homework and I just didn't have the extra time but I appreciated hearing the message every Sunday and that it kept me going during the week and I made sure I said that um, because it was true and that's why we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't it wasn't accepted very well, and I was still encouraged to like please come, you know, like to be a part of a women's group or whatever. But the next time I saw that person was a few days later, and they snubbed me at the grocery store. Oh so goodness. then I was afraid to go back, thinking like that's all they like they didn't really I don't know care so much about it. They just wanted people. Yeah. But I thought, like, wow, your reach is really far. You've reached me. I never went to church in my life. And here I am, like, slowly dipping my toe in. And you're, you scared me away. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like a deer in the lights just running away. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to note that that it can happen in any institution type thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not an uncommon thing for people to experience with a church. I know that my partner has similar experiences and won't go to church because of it, because he was so like deeply hurt. Um, I think though, in his experience, he was involved. Like he did get involved. His family got involved and it, turned out badly um and obviously there's positive parts of being involved in church like I was involved in a church and well a few different churches over the years um and it was positive like they're the community that is built around that but that doesn't mean that the people that don't get brought in or accepted into that community have Mm -hmm. that experience which I think is what you are saying yeah yeah I'm on a committee now in the community I work in and there's quite a few different people in different capacities there's 
community services, there's social workers, there's different bands. So they had send representatives from their bands. Um, there's the school and we're like, just basically how are the kids and youth doing in this community? What do they need? What do you think the community needs to give more of? Who can help? Mm. And one of the representatives there is a representative from all the churches in that community. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. So it's definitely changed my view in that community. And now I just want to live in that community, by the way. Like, it's just (laughs) such a cool community. But, um, yeah, I'm really really digging the fact that, that all the churches get together once a week, somebody, a representative, and they talk about what more can we do. Wow. And it just, it helps so much. So such a neat message though like whatever capacity you work in or live in um you have this opportunity to spread joy mm-hmm. or love or whatever mm-hmm. i just i love it and i think that like with social workers especially child protection social workers we have this horrible reputation because of past wrongdoings especially with indigenous people so in every opportunity i have even if i'm just phoning a reference I am spreading joy as best I can and, and showing that I am not scary and I'm authentically the same if you see me in Walmart or if you, I'm phoning you for a reference for a person that we we got a call about. So always have that in mind, or at least that's the way I'm living. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like it doesn't matter what the position you're in as a social worker, the title social worker on its own. is scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but it is. Yeah. And we have this opportunity to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> and we are. Yeah. I will say that. I'm going to toot my horn. We toot, make toot. it better. Thank you to my trainer, Delina. Um, oh, she Delina. said, just be you and you will be good. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciated that. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, yeah. The people that we work with are definitely influencers as well. Yes. Yeah. We, I mean, I think that both of us have pretty good teams that we work with. Yes. super supportive and uplifting um not to like harp on the negative but I just thought of this and I feel like I can't not say it um going back to the church piece I think that not only like the people that are not accepted into the community or like welcomed in but when somebody leaves that community um, for whatever reason, it doesn't have to be negative. Like maybe you move away or maybe you, I don't know. You have hockey on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yes. Um, there have been people in my life who have gone back to visit these people that were such a big part of their lives and they don't even get recognized. Oh. And like the hurt that that causes because you pour your heart and soul into this community. It's a community, mm-hmm. like really. Mm-hmm. And then to go back and be excited to see these people and you walk in the door and nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. Like that's devastating. Yeah. And I know that it's happened to more than one person close to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just if you're building relationships with people, make sure they're genuine or not make sure. I mean, you're going to do what you're going to do, but be aware that it doesn't just stop when you don't talk to the person anymore. Yeah. How you interact going forward, even if it's 10 years down the road, you don't know the impact you had on that person's life. You don't know how 
they hold you in their heart. Yeah. And yeah, it can like reopen a wound. Yeah. Um, not to bring Oprah back again, but <laughs> she's so great. Um, Oprah had this, I don't know, I think it was a podcast or maybe it was in her old magazine, but she talked about pivotal people. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I remember drawing, coming into social work and meeting this fabulous social worker that had a journey map on her wall. And I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm creative. I'm, you know, I drew different like things like a basketball hoop when I was into basketball and, you know, and maybe an, um, an art um, easel when I was more into art. And then it's sort of like drawing a little map, but then you write down things that happened to you or things like things that were negative or positive. And I remember doing it really rough copy. I still have it in pencil and going back to thank people who were pivotal people. So when you're going in a certain direction, you meet somebody and they influence you so much that you're, you, you're headed in a different direction. Oh my goodness. I it's love that. the coolest thing. Like I need to do another one because I've gone through a lot more since I did my journey map, but I want to thank this, um, grade seven teacher, Mr. Stushnoff, and he oh. really impacted me and he, he put me on the path, like such a good path and I went to thank him and he had passed away. Aww. So I found that really difficult. So I wrote, I wrote him a letter and didn't send it obviously, but um, I think it's neat to reflect back on that yeah. and to let people know that they did influence you because yes. that's going to influence them as well. And it might make them feel good. It might, I, I recently um, told a worker who had a client that I had that she had done such a good job. The person like sang their praises and she said, I couldn't have come on a better day. So I always try and do that because we hear yeah. so much negative, like should have done this. You should have done this. Why didn't you do this? Yeah. So it's nice to like tell somebody something that was positive and hear, oh my goodness, that was the best thing I could have heard today. Yeah. You don't know what people are going through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think too, just, I mean, as much as I think it's important to come back later on in life to like let those people know that they touched you mm -hmm. every day, just mm -hmm. like. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate, you know, the part you have in my life or the role you play in my life. Yeah. It's huge. Um, my friend Catherine talked about, uh, like I was telling her about the journey map and she talked about an upside down helper. Mm. I think that might be her term because I've since looked it up and I haven't seen anything, but basically it's somebody who influenced you and I think their intent might not have been positive, oh, okay. but it turned out to be a good thing for you which oh. she calls it an upside down helper oh, their intent okay. wasn't good but you made a you had such a good learning from it oh, yeah I think I like that's that. interesting too I do like that <laughs> maybe we should talk about that yeah down the road yeah um another quote that I really loved when we were um, looking at articles about this topic was stars don't shine because they want to be seen they shine because they are stars. That's Alexander Denheyer. I apologize if I butchered that name. <laughs> um, but that, I think, is kind of the sum of what we're saying. Like, mm -hmm. we are who we are. So whether that is we are having a positive effect on people um, and inspiring them or making them feel better about themselves um it just is who we are mm -hmm. when we're being authentic and letting our 
light shine. <laughs> then, yeah, that's kind of what we want to do. Yeah. I had like a sneaky, a sneak attack. Somebody sneakily was wonderful and had a shiny light and I wasn't expecting it. It definitely shone in my eye. <laughs> and it was, um, I went for uh, like a dirt bike lesson mm-hmm. and I was one of three people. I was the only woman and I kind of like, w- I was challenging myself to keep up with the boys <laughs> and I didn't need to challenge myself because this guy that was teaching the lesson was so wonderful I couldn't, he took me by surprise how wonderful he was. And he just kept saying, you, you can do this. You're wonderful. You're the only person that can do it. And I know you can because you're wonderful. Oh my First time I met him and he was behaving in this manner. Like, and he, he did not look like he was a very happy person. So when his mouth opened and he started talking, it was, it was like he, I felt like I was slapped a little bit. I just couldn't believe how I was so wrong in that. And I didn't mm. expect him to be so shiny and wonderful. But he made me feel so good. And he had a lesson that I thought was really neat. He was talking about motorcycles and, and staying on the motorcycle. But he said, don't look down, look ahead. Look like if you're going down a hill, look up to the top and you will go to the top. You look down, you fall down. And I just thought that was a neat metaphor for life. Absolutely. Don't look down. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. He was really great. His name was John. <laughs> He was wonderful. (laughs) That's awesome. I like it when it's people that you don't expect and they surprise you. Yeah, it was nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that this makes me think of um, the book Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. And that I think it came out at a time where I was just starting to get interested in becoming a mentor at work and um, working with new, new hires, new staff to help them have a positive experience in their onboarding, onboarding process, because mine was not positive. Like I had a really rough go when I started my first day, I walked into the office and nobody knew who I was. They didn't know why I was there. I had not been assigned a mentor. I did not have any tools that I needed for my job and then I got stuck in the office that ended up being my office for the time I was there um, next to an admin person and I overheard them on the phone say I don't know what I'm supposed to do nobody else wants her oh no Carrie (laughs) and I mean maybe it wasn't about me but it really hurt yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was not a good day, but for some reason I came back. (laughs) Yeah, it was, so I just am so mindful when we are getting new staff that that's not an experience that I want duplicated for anybody. And I'm pretty sure my team all knows that 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 was my experience. I've been pretty vocal about it and that that's not the experience that I want anybody else to have. Um, So I think that my team is really awesome with being welcoming and um, greeting other people when they walk in, new members of the team, and just trying to open arms to that Mm -hmm. atmosphere and that feeling. Um, So yeah, Dare to Lead, and it just had 
there's so many good tips on what it takes to be a good leader. And I have a hard time with that word leader. How mm-hmm. do you feel? Yeah, I do too. And I realize that we are in a, a leadership role. Yes. But it's that um, imposter syndrome kind of sneaking back in every once in a while. That's true. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is not great. I found an article um, from KeithEdwards.com about seven lessons that he had learned from Dare to Lead. So we'll just like go through them briefly. Uh, The first one is leaders as learners, not knowers. And this is something that I feel like has been so life-changing for me in like going through my education and even in my job that I am never the expert on anything it is always I am I am here to learn what you're going through I love that I love that you're curious mm-hmm. um, the second one is to lead with empathy um, and he references Kristen Neff which we have also a number of times Um, so to just connect to the experience, the person in front of you's experience, your own experience. I think that we also sometimes need to be empathetic to ourselves, um, to really understand what's happening. Leaders have self-compassion. Um, again, Kristen Neff, how talk to yourself the way you would talk to somebody you love. Yeah, number four, leaders practice self-care and healing. Mm. We talk about self-care a lot, Um, but also healing. Like when we are leading and we're also learning, but healing. Mm -hmm. Hearing other people talk about things um, helps us narrow in on what's going on for us. Some of our triggers, old wounds, um, temptations to fight, flight, or freeze gives us all these opportunities um, to heal and really like be in the moment and yeah yeah address it these things makes me think of somebody that um has been spending a fair bit of time in our house lately well i mean just because i am new new to the house um has said multiple times in the last little bit that she's going through a season of healing mm-hmm. and the things that she's doing are incredibly brave and um really like dealing with things that have happened Mm -hmm. or, you know, if somebody's hurt, hurt her feelings, she has talked to them about it. I'm just so proud of her. Wow. Um, and it's obviously, I feel like obviously making a difference for her, but I think it's also changing the way we're talking in our house. Like, um, at dinner last night, we were talking about something about somebody and they, my daughter-in-law said, well, maybe they've done some healing. I just really love that that's kind of the, the focus yeah. of <laughs> our conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number five, leaders pay attention to the stories we tell ourselves. So we tell ourselves stories about life, about others, about ourselves. And sometimes we don't have all the information when we're creating stories. It's just from our mm-hmm. own perspective. So just paying attention to that. And we all, I mean, we might be... For example, we're doing this today. We're going to walk away with different opinions about this Yeah. and anything with anybody. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of my favorite Brene Brown strategies in dealing with 
the yep. internal she calls it a shit a shame shit storm <laughs> um is the story i'm telling myself is yes. <laughs> and for a long time i had that written on a post-it on my desk because it was like everything was the story i'm telling myself is <laughs> yeah um so leaders shift from shame and blame to guilt and accountability um so it's not so much about or it shouldn't be oh no no shouldn't no no shouldn't um <laughs> <laughs> we need to be accountable for the things we say our learning and how we treat people mm-hmm. and it's not about finger pointing or making people feel bad it's just about like you said the learning and the growing yeah exactly mm-hmm. um number seven leaders practice self-management so um like yeah there's actually a book of joy by desmond tutu and the dalai lama they describe this as a sacred pause so the widest perspective helps us solve problems with creativity and compassion rather than rigid rigidity and reactivity so recommended by brene brown is box breathing Mm -hmm. which i was just texting my daughter to do (laughs) Breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds, and then repeat. Yeah, that's such a strong tool. And I think like that sacred pause, we've talked before about silence. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that's what that is also. Just um, taking that second to make sure you're being intentional about what you're saying Mm -hmm. and what you're um, showing other people. Yeah. Being aware. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that we have come to the part that we, I think both really enjoy the most. Yes. Is the strategies. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is nine ways to shine your inner light authentically. Awesome. Yeah. So first of all, listen with the understanding as the goal. Mm-hmm. So when you're like really listening and really hearing the person, you will know all you need to do to help the person. And sometimes it's just listening. Yeah. 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 So you're trying to listen to the words, but also pay attention to them. So it's that deep listening piece if you are a social worker you work in this field you know what deep listening is and paying attention to tone what's not said mm-hmm. body language yeah. um pitch of the voice yeah um, i'm told that i speak faster when i'm like have more to say or i'm upset so mm. that's something that somebody just pointed out to me actually and oh, i'm like that's very observant <laughs> yeah um, number two is to serve others by sharing your knowledge. So we need to make sure that we're letting other people know that, you know, how we talked about earlier, our experiences that we go through, um, that if we're sharing those things, then people will be more relaxed around us. They'll be more likely to um feel comfortable being vulnerable with us mm-hmm. yeah 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 it kind of goes into the next one which is lead by example mm. so remember you know think about the people that inspired you actually um and who helped you 
get to the point where you're moving forward or improving your life and think about, you know, that for yourself. Like, how can you do the same thing? Um, And influencing people that are younger around you, if you have a niece or nephew or whatever, or if you're in a specific job where, you know, people are paying attention to you or looking at you as a leader. Yeah. Um, Even if you don't see yourself as a leader, you still need to remember that you're leading by example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the fourth one is to live your truth unapologetically. And I think as we've been going through this one, I know that this is something that I struggle with because I still, um, I mean, I still struggle with shame and self-esteem, but I also struggle with, like you had said, tooting your own horn. I, I cannot toot my own horn. Um, but I think that I'm getting closer and closer to being the person that I want to be and not worrying about what other people think of me or think about things that I've said, Mm -hmm. um, because my intention is never to be hurtful or negative towards somebody. Mm -hmm. So just to do what I'm doing unapologetically and open the doors for conversation. I think I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number five, I love this one. Um, encourage people around you. So praise someone when they did well. Um, don't criticize. And actually, um, Dr. Gordon Neufeld, um, I read his book, hold, um, hold on to your kids. Now he's rewritten Mm. it with Gabor Mate. But when I read it before, it was just Gordon Neufeld. My girlfriend also, we took a course on it and we would always say, what would Gordon do? Well, Gordon would connect before he directs. He's talking specifically with children, but you connect with them. You don't just go, why did you do that? You like, how, how are you? That must've been really hard. And then you can say, you know, later when you did this, you know, this affected me in this way or, or this, this is unsafe, whatever Mm -hmm. the situation is, but you connect first. So, um, I know I've been criticized for doing that before, for connecting with somebody and not just moving forward. But I really, really believe that this is something I I just really believe in this. Always connect with somebody, always make them feel better. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you can help somebody help them, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like also as part of being, being the learner, right. To make like, yeah. Yeah. Um, number six is to choose kindness over winning. Um, for people that have that competitive nature in them, or um, I often think that it also has to do with self-esteem or self-confidence, that if they need to win or they need to be right, it's not it's not necessarily because they're egotistical, that sometimes it means that they need to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so if you're choosing kindness over winning, it's like you're choosing the connection. You're choosing the relationship and the learning over, you know, being better, winning, yeah. being right. Yeah. You're, you're creating a bond. Exactly. I so hard, wholeheartedly agree with that for mm-hmm. sure. The last one, I believe there's seven, right? <laughs> Show genuine interest. So um, be curious. Oh, no, there's more than seven. Sorry. (laughs) Be curious naturally um, and just say, hey, I'm curious about this. Um, Tell me more. 
it actually mm. will help you learn more about the person and your bond will get stronger. Yeah. Um, I think this has kind of been the the purpose of the whole episode. Know your circle of influence is number eight. Understand, oh, I like this. Understand what your unique gifts are and offer those to the people around you. You can't be all things to everyone. Focus what you're passionate about and serve from a soulful place. Ooh. Like that's ugh, so, I love it. so powerful. I love it. Um, number nine, look for opportunities. So opening your eyes is a good where to, place to start with that. Every day there's opportunities um, to, you know, influence somebody um, you're in a relationship with. Even if you're behind them at the grocery store and you love mm. their smile or you want to smile at them if they look grumpy or whatever, everything, there's opportunities everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. So awareness about your shiny light and how it affects somebody. Um, and you do have a gift. I love how Carrie said that. We all have a gift. What is your gift and use it? Mm-hmm. So this is actually a good spot to offer a second challenge. I know there was a challenge about if you know me and what to do, but here's a challenge for Carrie. If you've seen her leading, (laughs) (laughs) I want you to make a comment or come tell her directly because she definitely is very shiny and she may not know how shiny. So please tell her what your thoughts are about how she's been shining towards you. And then watch my cheeks go bright red. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I, this has been such a fun episode. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. Um, so I think that's the end of our information yes. for this week. Um, as always, if there's anything that has touched you or triggered you and you feel like you need more support, reach out to somebody that you love or trust or us. Um, all of the references and um, links will be in the description box. Um, I will put the challenges also in the description box. Um, we really encourage you guys to interact with us. We really appreciate your love and your support and the feedback that we've been getting has been amazing. Um, so yeah, please, please reach out to us either personally, email, there's a spot to leave a voice memo if you're listening on Spotify. Um, Thank you so much for joining us again, and we look forward to the next one. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this week's discussion. If you have any feedback, please email us at notsosecrettraumapodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you again.